Hey everybody, Ryan Dorn here and welcome to the Sales Podcast here at Sales Training World. Thanks so much for hanging out with us and taking a couple minutes to uh, to check in as we talk about sales issues and sales problems that are impacting salespeople all around the world. So, so cool to meet uh, so many of you in uh, Toronto. That was awesome at the sales conference there. And uh, also, thanks so much for all the emails that you're sending my way. Uh, we're obviously going to weave some of those questions uh, into our conversation. So thanks so much. Keep those emails coming. Uh, my email address is really simple, ryan at brainswellmedia.com. Keep those questions coming in, and we'll answer them right here on the Sales Training World uh, podcast. Also, big welcome to those folks that I met at the media Niche Media Conference in Austin, Texas. What a great time there. Thanks to uh, Carl Landau and the great team at Niche Media for putting uh, that together. Well, obviously, we talk about sales issues that are around the globe, and we focus on all kinds of different industries. Um, and we're, today, we're going to talk about five ways to drive, D-R-I-V-E, to drive your sales numbers sky high. You know, I'm a big fan of, uh, of sports. I like also motorsports and auto racing. I don't know if you uh, realize or if you've had a chance to, uh, to look at the news and see what's uh, happening with the Daytona 500 and Indianapolis 500. There's a couple great races that uh, have occurred here uh, fairly recently. You know, to win the Daytona 500 is really one stop uh, towards a NASCAR auto racing uh, greatness. And there's a thing called the NASCAR uh, Cup. And what these guys do is, and ladies also, is that they uh, race for points each year. Auto racing is, uh, you know, a lot of left-handed uh, turns around a track. But to win the Daytona 500 is more than just going fast. It does require a plan. So those that don't know anything about the sport, uh, perhaps you think that auto racing is just a lot of circles, okay, <laughs> at a fast speed. It's really not. Everything from tire pressure to air pressure to, uh, you know, the weight of the car. I mean, just how the car is set up and springs and just so many things. The driver and how the driver is situated. It's a very detailed plan. These auto racing teams, as they drive for greatness, are going to spend literally hundreds of hours tuning and tweaking their plan. Now, I think that you would probably agree with me. Any plan is better than no plan at all. And so because of that, I really want to share with you what I refer to as my drive sales process. Some of you have heard me uh, speak about this. You know, as a sales coach and sales trainer, I'm seeing more and more salespeople that are going fast, okay? Unfortunately, it's in circles, <laughs> like auto racing, and not realizing that their lack of a plan is costing them race after race, deal after deal. Or more precisely, you know, they really just don't really know when to start, when to stop, because, I mean, there's just no plan. So what I've done is I've used the acronym DRIVE, D-R-I-V-E, to focus in on a potential plan for sales success. And I'm using that because it's easy to follow. It's easy to understand. So let's walk through these steps of the drive, D-R-I-V-E, sales process. All right, number one, the D in drive stands for differentiate. The D in the drive acronym stands for differentiate. You need to differentiate your product quickly from all others in the sector if you hope to close a deal fast. Now, price will always become the deciding factor if two products seem similar. So as a salesperson, you need to work very hard to show the unique differences between your product and your nearest competitor. This is really especially important if your product is more expensive 
than the competition. You need to do this while you're prospecting. You need to do this when you're hosting sales calls. You need to do this when you're closing deals. You always need to be differentiating yourself and your product. Now, I call it my D factor. Okay, my differentiating factor. Now, for some of you, the D factor might be you as a salesperson. You might be the differentiating factor. Okay, for some of you, your products do different things or unique things. If you're in the media business, maybe you have more readers uh, online or you have more readers of your printed publication or whatever the circumstance is. So what I encourage you to do is write down five things that are unique or different about you and your product or service. Okay, what you want to do is you do not want your prospect to create an apples to apples comparison between you and somebody else. You want it to be more like an apples to salmon comparison. Okay, both are foods, two completely different food groups. So the D in drive, okay, is differentiate. Write down what's unique and different about you as a salesperson and your product or service. All right, that's the D. All right, number two is the R in drive, okay, D-R-I-V-E. The R stands for run, okay, run, hustle up. You need to get your hustle back. You need to run and not walk in today's competitive sales environment. See, today your clients are not willing to give you much time. Many sales training companies will tell you that you need to walk before you can run. Not me, brothers and sisters, not me. You need to run. You need to get that hustle back. You need that hustle. You need to run or you're going to lose to those that do have that hustle. Ask yourself this question. Besides somebody's family, maybe their God, maybe their bank account, their car, okay, what's most important to them above all else? Time. Most of your prospective clients value their time above nearly all else in their life. Here's the actual issue. You are seen by most prospective clients as a time-sucking, stealing vampire of time. You're a vampire of time. So when you promise to be brief... And then you show up with a 30-minute PowerPoint, they're like, oh my gosh, here we go again. Another vampire of time. Another salesperson that's a liar. So you want to cut to the chase. You want to promise not to waste their time during the prospecting phase. Then don't do it. I'm often criticized for this philosophy because so many sales trainers and so many sales professionals rely on building relationships to secure deals. Okay, here's the thing. I'm not looking to marry this person, okay? What I'm really looking to do is sell them something. I don't need to go through a long courting process for the products and services that most of you sell. You're trying to make this too hard. Promise not to waste people's time. Cut to the chase during the prospecting phase and the sales call. Get things moving. Get things rolling. Understand that you don't have to have a deep relationship with somebody in order to sell them something. There's just not enough time in most sales environments to create the relationships required to close a deal quickly. I mean, very rarely do I come across a sales manager that says to his team, all right, guys, I'm going to give you 12 months to build a relationship. All right. I want no sales for the next 12 months. That's really rare. If you work for a company like that, consider yourself blessed. So because of this, you need to run. You need to hustle up. Consultative selling is not dead. Consultative selling is important. You just need to speed up the process. So here's what you do. Go to your next meeting. 
prepared to present really great ideas, prepared to sell. All right. You won't, you don't want to go in there and gather information, then go back to the office to create a proposal. Come prepared. There's this thing called the internet. You can learn a lot about a company. Come prepared. Don't wait for the meeting to go back to the office, to follow up again, to get in the chase. You know what I'm talking about? Chasing clients down. All right. So the R in drive stands for run, hustle up, get going. All right, let's speed the sales process up. All right, that's going to lead us, though, to the I in drive. The I stands for invest, okay? It's all about investing in your next meeting with serious and solid preparation. People, you need to stop winging it all the time. Some of you are old dogs, old sales dogs. I'm not quite there yet, okay? I've been doing this over 20 years, but I'm not quite an old sales dog. Consultative selling is fine. But that often means you gather information in meeting one, then you go back to the office to prepare a proposal for meeting two, then you have to set a time for follow-up, and then you chase the client for weeks and weeks. It's called, in air quotes, the chase. You've been there, right? Okay. So you want to be prepared to come to the meeting with great ideas. Well, Ryan, I can't do that because I need to ask a bunch of questions. If I can't ask questions, I don't know what to sell them. You're better than that. You're better than that. The days of walking into a meeting with nothing just to gather information from a client are gone. Those sales training programs really aren't working very well. This approach isn't dead, but pretty darn close. Begin your research with LinkedIn, the internet, or under other industry resources. Okay? Create three scenarios or three ideas that you feel your prospective client might like. Mention to the client that you spent time preparing for the meeting. In preparation for our meeting, this is what I've come up with. Now, I might be wrong, and we can tweak on these ideas, but I really think you're going to love them. Then invent and tweak your ideas on the fly while you're at the meeting. Come prepared with ideas, options, pricing variables. Don't say things like, well, I got to go back to my boss to get approval on that discount. Know what you can do. Know what you can do on the fly. Don't leave without getting buy-in on your idea on the spot. See, my successful sales clients, they're going to build a proposal in front of the client on their iPad or a piece of paper, and they want to get the ball rolling. Create a pricing package grid in advance based on common buying scenarios from your past customers. I mean, it's pretty rare that I go on a sales call and I'm talking with a client and I'm like, wow, I've never heard that one before. Usually what you do is you gather information, go back to the office, and then you use an old proposal to prepare the new proposal for the client. So why not go to the meeting prepared to run scenarios that show potential savings, increases in productivity, etc. Be prepared. Invest in that next meeting. Now, you might be wrong. Stop with the fear factor. You might be wrong. Just say that. Hey, I might be wrong. But I think you're going to really love these ideas. I think you're going to really love my product or love my service. Be bold. Get your gumption up and get ready to go. You want to invest in that meeting. Prepare for that meeting. For goodness sakes, stop winging it. Okay, go to the meeting prepared. All right, the V in the DRIVE acronym stands for value. Value is everything in sales. If you bring no value, okay, so the V stands for value. If you bring no value to the prospective client, you bring nothing to the client. 
There are three main things that most business people want from your product or service. They want to save time. They want to save money and they want to make money. Now there might be some other problems that you can solve. Okay. Increased productivity, whatever the circumstance is. Okay. I'm being generic about this because I don't know your intimate circumstance. Okay. I can coach you through it if you want. Once you identify the value you offer, then you need to focus on the sales call itself. Cut to the chase and drive home value with your talk, okay, with your narrative or your presentation. Keep the presentation short, people. There's nothing I hate worse than having a salesperson show up my office, fire up a PowerPoint, and I can see that they're going to have 35 slides. Come on now. You're better than that, okay? Because we know that customers don't buy what they don't understand, you need to sell the total value you have to offer them through your visuals, through your sales chatter, your sales narrative. Always be talking about the value that you bring. Think more like a teacher than a sales rep. Okay, bring your thoughts into simple points. Remove the fluff. Keep it simple. Prove to them the value your ideas or your solutions, your products or services bring to their business. Proving value also weaves nicely with return on investment. Okay, ROI. Value in showing return on investment, that, that's critical. All too often, salespeople focus on features, okay, and not their value proposition. Okay, a great example is a washing machine. Okay, so I'm going in to buy a washing machine. If I only focus on the fact that a washing machine cleans my jeans, okay, the buyer might miss out on the fact that the new machines are super efficient. So it's going to save you power, water, and ultimately money. Okay, plus as an added bonus, okay, you're doing your small part for the environment. Okay, so see, there's so much more than clean jeans from this new washing machine. Right? There's total value. So that fourth point that we're making today with the DRIVE acronym is value. So list out on a piece of paper what value are you going to bring to that client and then really laser focus in on that. Okay, the acronym we're using is DRIVE, D-R-I-V-E. So the fifth letter, the fifth point, and the E is END, the end game, establishing your end game. Here's what I mean. You need to establish a follow-up protocol so that your end game is crystal clear. And this is really the most important part of the drive sales process. At the point in the sales meeting when the client says they need to think about it or need to take their idea to their boss or their partner for approval, immediately you need to establish a follow-up protocol. And you do not want the client to be in control of that protocol. And now you can try all the sales tricks taught online in sales training workshops. You can try all those tricks. I have found the tricks typically don't work. I call it sales trickery. Okay, let me give you an example. Client says to me, Ryan, I need to think about that. Well, what I could say if I was kind of using my sales trickery is I could say, well, what's going to be different tomorrow? Then, then, then you have all the information today. You know, that's sales trickery. Do you love the idea? If you love the idea, what's going to be different tomorrow than, than, than your excitement today? That's sales trickery, and it really doesn't work on millennials, okay? You cannot leave the follow-up protocol to the customer. You cannot try this sales trickery. So here's what I do. First, validate that the customer really, really likes your idea, your products, your proposal, whatever it is. Then I'm going to pull out my mobile phone, okay? I'm going to pull out my phone, and I'm going to set a follow-up meeting 
but I'm going to do that within 48 hours. Okay, now why is this so important? The 48-hour magic sales window exists so that you can understand that their excitement level from the moment you are on that sales call within 48 hours, it's going to drop from probably a 10 to a 1 very, very quickly. 10 meaning, wow, they're really excited and 1, eh, I mean, they're sort of excited. See, that's really why I don't pitch much on Fridays because I know they're going to have the weekend to think about it and usually they'll talk themselves out of the deal. So that's why I don't pitch much on Fridays. Now, the 48-hour magic sales window is so important to understand because you need to re-engage that client in some capacity within 48 hours. Email, phone call, a meeting, follow-up, whatever it is. Set meetings on your phone in front of the client. Make sure they receive the meeting invite. Confirm that they like the idea, that they're excited about moving forward, and that you're going to call them. Now, be respectful of their no. If their no is no, ask them follow-up questions, but don't beat the crap out of them. And if their answer is yes, don't get so excited that you sound crazy, okay? Awesome. It's great. Let's move forward. This is great. And then you set up your follow-up protocol. So that E in drive is end game. You need an end game. Your end game is closing a deal, but you've got to establish a follow-up protocol. All right? It's very, very important. All right. So let's wrap this podcast up. First, any plan is better than no plan. Any plan is better than no plan at all. So think about the components of my drive sales plan and figure out a way that you can adjust your sales plan. So the D stood for differentiate. You need to differentiate your product quickly from all others in the sector. The R stands for run. You need to run and not walk in today's competitive sales environment. The I in drive stands for invest. Invest in your next meeting with serious and solid preparation. Stop winging it. Okay. Stop just going in and just being all impromptu. Okay. It doesn't work out. The V or the fourth piece of the drive process stands for value. Value is everything in sales. If you bring no value to the prospective client, you bring nothing to the client. The fifth piece, the E in the drive sales process stands for end game. End game. Establish a follow-up protocol so that your end game is crystal clear. My name is Ryan Dorn. I'm here to help you with sales coaching and sales training for media and tech companies, large and small. I've trained over 3,000 salespeople in seven countries, and I'd love to engage with you. Reach out to me, ryan at brainswellmedia.com. Stop by Sales Training World if you're in the sales business. If you're in the media sales business, check out 360adsales.com as well. We're always adding new stuff to Sales Training World, so I'm thrilled to have you as a part of the Sales Training World family. Reach out to me if there's something else I can do. Otherwise, remember this. If sales was easy, everybody be doing it, and they're not. So we're either a very unique group of people or we're crazy. Whichever you think, live it, love it, and I'll see you out on the street. <laughs>